told you that he moved us away from loving us as you love yourself. That don't work. <laughs> the one that works is as Christ has loved you. So when you are giving testimony of the love of God, how much the Lord loves you, how the Lord has forgiven you, now he's expecting you to do exactly the same. But usually we receive it but when we're wounded or we get angry and all of that, that's not what we want to give. That's why I said this will be your biggest area of challenge to grow spiritually. Is in this area. It was so difficult for me in ministry because people were doing all kinds of things to me. And you want God to judge them. But then the problem is after you pray for judgment, then now you need mercy tomorrow. So then which one is it? Is it that you believe in judgment or you believe in mercy? Then James was right and he didn't make it any better. He said mercy rejoiced against judgment. He said that mercy goes and stands in between the person and the judgment that's coming and says, you can't get past me. Now you want to take on mercy and kill him. I'm moving out of the way. <laughs> let, me, let me show you what I learned to do. And, and he saved me. So when those things happen, I said, okay, Lord, I turn them over to you. However you want to handle it, that's between the two of you. But let me stay out of it. That's how I delivered myself. You get out of wishing people evil. You get out of those things. Let it be between them and God. I say it again. This will be your, one of your biggest challenges in Christian life. And it's this area. That's the reason why we get sick. That's the reason why we are not prosperous. Because we fail in the love walk. We don't even know how to hold our tongue, not to say anything. This is a lesson for everybody. Nobody has graduated on this. If you have a certificate, it's a fake. We'll take it from you. <laughs> Turn it in. <laughs> okay. Let me read it again. Be ye therefore imitators of God as dear children. First of all, you will not start desiring to imitate the Lord until you have received his love for you. If you judge the love of God circumstantially, you will never get there. You'll never get there. You have to receive that God loves you. It was a miracle for me. When I discovered that the Lord Jesus dying for me is the greatest thing God will ever do for me. 
That's when my life turned around. That's the greatest thing. And I keep saying it on Sunday mornings. I said, if anything else is up to, even at par with that, you will run aground. That has to be the greatest proof of God's love in your life. The greatest thing God has ever done for you. Once you find that, you're on your way to some of your greatest breakthroughs. He said, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. He said, how shall he not with him? You notice, with him. Freely give us all. In other words, you get Jesus. Then with him comes all these benefits. But if he is not enough, you will get nothing from heaven. That's why I've demonstrated it. I see people chasing this and chasing that. That's why I don't have friends, because they're all chasing this, they're all chasing that. And then when I start giving my testimony, everybody gets angry. And they hate me without a cause. When COVID happened, and they had the whole uh, seminar on what we needed to do as pastors, and, and you should start teaching end times, and how to handle communion, how to handle mics, and they just went on and on. It was such a grief to me, I endured it. And at the end of the thing, I made one comment, and all hell broke loose. And people were saying venomous things. This is terrible that you come to mess up such a wonderful seminar. That this, there's nothing wrong with what the man shared. I said, okay, fine. Be it unto you all. According, no, not, not according to your faith. According to your unbelief. <laughs> I'm telling you now, God told me not to shut down. And none of these things you guys are talking about is in faith. I said, close your Bibles. Because I never back down. That's why they don't like me. I said, close your Bibles. If the, the body and the, the, the blood of the Lord Jesus is not COVID proof. I said, if I receive the body of the Lord Jesus and drink this wine and I catch COVID from it, I'll throw away my Bible then he's no longer Jesus. Then this is religion. We might as well become Buddhists. I'm not even fellowshipping with unbelievers. These are unbelieving believers. God responded and blessed our church. Our income grew a million dollars. We bought Eagle One. We, come on. Come on. Which one do you prefer? Hallelujah. Jesus is God's greatest gift to you. Amen. When we go to pray, whatever time we have, if we pray at all, you make sure that that is your greatest treasure. You thank the Lord for the gift of his son. A man said it years ago. I didn't know what he was talking about until I got my own breakthrough. He said, if you were the only person on the earth, Jesus would have still died for you. I didn't understand what he was saying. That's why there is no amount of pleading and crying or whatever. If you trash your salvation for anything on this earth, there's no forgive me that God will listen to. First of all, there is no other solution. 
Amen. I'm teaching on weaponizing the blood. And then when I get there, you see, he said, if you trample the blood on, on the foot, there's no more sacrifice for sin. All you need to be waiting for after that is the judgment of God. This is your greatest treasure, your greatest blessing, your greatest reward. Hallelujah. The greatest thing God will ever do for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of your son. Thank you, Lord, for I'm a son of God tonight. By the blood of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's nothing you've done for me that reaches the gift of the Lord Jesus. He is my greatest gift, my greatest treasure, my greatest blessing, my greatest reward. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. You see, the, the amazing thing is. We all thought we understood love. Then after a while, when you, you discover that you don't know anything about love. What you know is love, uh, uh, lust, and arrows. The concept that the way to love is to give yourself to God. You can't love anyone except you give yourself to God. Watch. He said that the Lord Jesus gave himself to the Father in two dimensions. One, an offering. An offering is what you give as a thank you. Is the return of the life that God gave you. That's why God gave us a will. So that when you decide to serve God, that's the offering. You are returning what he gave you to him. He said, you're free if you decide to keep it. But Jesus says you will lose it. But if you return it to him, he said he'll give it back to you. We never learned these things. We didn't know these things. An offering, you see. So when you are bitter about things, you can't give an offering of your life. An offering is a thank you. A thank you to God. You see, that's, I, I, I was teaching it two years ago, but you hear so much every time you come to church. But those things come out of my own life and journey. It's the Lord that taught me that regardless of what you are believing for, find gratitude for what is. Amen. In other words, I want to do better. But before I can get there, I must be grateful to God for where I'm at. You have to 
find that thank you. It's not words. It has to happen from your heart. We are an offering. All that we have. All that we are. All that we hope to be. We give to you. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be God. Hallelujah. I don't even know how possible this is. But look at what just dropped in my spirit. He said, when you give yourself as an offering to God, Satan begins to lose his appetite for you. Your fragrance changes. He doesn't find you attractive anymore. He said, for a sweet-smelling savor, you change your fragrance. You know, in the spirit, sin smells. Pride has a scent. These are the things that attract Satan. But he said, when you offer yourself unto God for a sweet-smelling savor, your fragrance changes. So Satan begins to find you unattractive. Aren't you glad you came to church tonight? This is medicine for the heart. Not even the soul, the heart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, be imitators of God as dear children. And walk in love. So walk it. Walk it out. There's no way to fade it out. You have to walk it. As Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering. And then Anna sacrifice to God. Now, notice we talked about the offering. Being grateful for where you are and thanking God for where he's taking you. Appreciating the gift of the Lord Jesus in your life. Then what about the sacrifice when nothing makes sense and you still have to do it anyway? When it's tough for you. Where some of the stories I've told you, like the people I told you, they left the church in such ignominious way. I mean, I was so wounded and God told me to go to the house. I told you every rotation of that wheel hurt. That's the sacrifice. So, the church in America became apostate with their eyes wide open because in the attempt to get more members, they diluted the gospel. And so, people came to church and it was all about them. And it wasn't about God. And when I started teaching about God, it created chaos. So, why would you come to church then? I thought God... God told Solomon, he said, this house you built for me is a house of sacrifice. That's where you come to serve God, to put God first. The church in America just is like a train that ran off track. They're teaching crazy stuff. It's a sacrifice. Anything that is not a sacrifice is unacceptable to God. The value of your worship is how much it costs you. Amen. 
I mean, if all my bills are paid, I'm perfectly healthy and everything is working, that's one thing. But the praise of somebody in pain, hallelujah. Somebody who that just told they're going to set out this week, and they come shouting. I may be shouting, and my house is paid off. Their shout will be more powerful than mine if they can find the same heart. Hallelujah. The sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of praise. <laughs> now, you see, we forget that the worship of God has been the same from day one. First of all, nobody knew God. It was God that came to Abraham to reveal himself. But Satan had filled the earth with religion. Abraham's family were idol worshippers. But God searched his heart and found that he can have faith and came to him. So by the time the tabernacle was built, look at the, the architecture and the configuration. As soon as you walk through the door of the tabernacle, what's the first thing you run into? Okay. The brazen altar. The brazen altar is the first thing you run into. In other words, as you come through the door, the first thing the priest asks, what do you have to offer? You can't get past that. There is no inner court and outer court and all of that stuff until you have offered something. I don't know where America got this uh, Christianity that doesn't have sacrifice. You can't get in the door. If you don't have an offering. Isn't that amazing? He said that the way you love God's people. Is that you obey God in your personal life. So when we run into you. Blessing comes. We don't run into you. And then we keep running into devils. He said this is how you know. So when, when temptation comes. And you are dealing with things. You are passing your test, not just for you, but you are passing for all of us. Amen. Otherwise, when we encounter you, we run into devils. Isn't that amazing? Because we, that, these concepts are totally foreign. So this is how you love the children of God. You love God and keep his commandments. Beloved, God's people are not easy to deal with. I'm encouraging all you pastors to come and learn from me how God has taught me to deal with his people and all their shenanigans. They're never wrong. No matter what happens, no matter how much you've labored with them, I heard a pastor say that the more you labor with people, the more likelihood that they will not last with you. The people you invest the most time with are the people that judge you the harshest and leave you before the others. Remember, you haven't done it for them. Don't change who you are. Don't allow them to destroy the heart that you started out in ministry with. Stay evergreen. 
God taught me these things. Nobody pays for what somebody else did to me. No. And so long as you can maintain this life of love and surrendering people to God, the grace of God will keep being poured upon you. It's him that taught me these things. People wounded me so much in the first five, six, seven years of this church. It was so tough. It's God that taught me. He said to ask, Lord, what I'm thinking, are you in agreement? Because there's so many thoughts running through your mind. And God may disagree with your thoughts, even though you may think you're right. He said, learn to probe your thoughts. Pray, you know, worship God. And then when his presence comes, when he starts dialoguing with you, let him examine your thoughts. You see that he would disagree with a whole lot of them. Nobody can teach you these things. That's what we are teaching. We're not teaching what other people are teaching. That's what the Ethernet conference is all about. It's called conquest because it shows you how to win in life. It shows you how to win in ministry. It shows you how to win in the destiny God has given to you. July the 6th through the 8th, vessels of glory. You are transformed. <laughs> through all these challenges as you develop your own personal covenant with God in ministry. I remember once God said to me, okay, now you have made it to a place where you can say in the name of the God of Resurrection House for all nations and I will honor it. Wow. Do you have that testimony? We've seen all kinds of miracles and supernatural provisions of God. Come and learn along with us. Your life will not be the same. Vessels of glory. Join me with Victor Ozosike Bishop of the Kingdom Life Gospel Church, Patakot, Nigeria. Michael Malden, the producer of the Super Spreader movie. Let us rise and worship. Yes, remember my interview with him? If you're a regular on the voice of resurrection, you'd remember that powerful, powerful interview. It will be a tremendous time. Don't forget the Ignite Conference, Youth Conference, is happening concurrently for ages 12 through 17. And then we will finish with this awesome, awesome baptismal service. Glory infused the water. God transforming the lives of people, breaking yokes and turning things around. Excuse me. It's a great, great blessing. All it will cost you is your pride. But if you humble yourself and come along, don't think about making me big. You can't make me big. But come and get blessed. Come and see what will happen to your ministry. Just from one encounter. Learn the secrets of resurrection glory. Then 61 nations and counting. We have outreaches in Kenya and Nigeria. We are doing this mission inside America, going to all 50 states, uh, operating a, a challenger jet, raising no money, troubling nobody. Hey, the miracles are too many. It is time for you to come and alongside us and learn what God has taught us. Join with us as we prepare for massive stadium crusades for end-time global harvest. Amen. July 6th through the 8th, 
get it together, get your leadership team, let everybody take off from work and come. You will, your lives and ministry will never remain the same. We love you, beloved. We are trumpeting it. And this year we expect greater participation for a life-changing experience. We love you. Receive the blessing of God in Jesus' mighty name. Don't let Satan move you out of love. You will always win over him. Amen and amen. See you tomorrow. God is preparing the church for the return of the Lord Jesus. I'm so excited to invite you personally to come to the Conquest Conference this year, July the 6th through the 9th. He gave me this theme, Vessels of Glory. Conquest is what God gave to me as an avenue to share what he has taught me that has caused all these revolutionary blessings and deliverances and miracles to come forth that you will learn from me directly and flow in the same grace. Vessels of glory. He's promising that a glory will show up in the earth. And now he's given me a mandate to share the secrets to prepare so you will be one of those vessels God will use in this end time. I am inviting you pastors and spiritual leaders from me to you. Come and let's fellowship. Let us strategize for what God will do with all of us, we call it the end time global harvest. We've never experienced anything like this. People will get in the water and the glory of God will baptize them. Sometimes I don't even lift my hands and the glory puts the people in the water and we carry them out. happening right here at Resurrection House All Nations, July the 6th through the 9th. This is your personal invitation. Your life will not remain the same. Your ministry will not remain the same. God is taking his church higher 
as it prepares us to be his vessels of glory. See you there. Thank you.